All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. I guess I could do this podcast with just me and my balls. (laughs) (laughs) This October, a courageous father and son duo. Like Vince and Jack from Movie Muggin'? Uh, Yeah, yeah, those are the guys. Anyway, they're going to take the movie talk podcasting genre to places that until now, nobody's ever been brave enough to go. That's right. They're going to release scary movie episodes during the entire month of October. In what's being known all around the world as... Movie Muggin Halloween Spectacular. Movie Muggin Halloween Spectacular. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Movie Muggin Halloween Spectacular Halloween Edition. Yep. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. May you get all the candy that you want and... Hopefully no Butterfingers. Right. Or Almond Joys or Mounds. Who likes Butterfingers? Probably nobody. We have a jar in our office that we fill with candy, and I bought a big bag of the good stuff, Mm -hmm. like Snickers and Milky Ways and Twix and things like that, but it also had Baby Ruth's. And Butterfingers. And you just threw those away. No, no, I put them in there because I figure somebody might like them. Dude, the thing's pretty much full of Butterfingers right now. <laughs> I've had Butterfinger, I think, once, and I never went back. Uh, right. No, I was like, oh, what's that? I'll try it. <laughs> and that was probably like 15 years ago. That's another thing that's weird that I don't understand about you. Be like, oh, yeah, I'll try some of that. You don't even know what it is. You'll, like, try it. Yeah. I, don't, I can't comprehend ever ever doing that with with anything unless it's meat if it's meat i'll be like okay ah you're eating skunk well it tastes pretty fucking good i don't yeah. really care what it is I, i'll do it with a lot of stuff i know i've anything. seen it what you won't put in your mouth penis no i didn't ask the question i've just said basically what i know, answered it's it like there's nothing you won't put in your mouth <laughs> well i'm fence i'm jack and we are a father and son duo who love watching scary movies Having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is it, man. Yeah, I know. This is the Movie Mug and Halloween Spectacular, <sighs> episode number 10, but it's Redemption Day for Jack. It doesn't seem like it's been a year since... It really doesn't. ...fucking us was on our TV screen. Yeah. We didn't have our t- this TV right now when we watched that. No, so we th- didn't. This TV's not cursed. Yet. That other TV is like... Like a poltergeist object. Like, I'd keep the TV from the poltergeist that the hand came out of Mm -hmm. or whatever, rather than keep that TV. Yeah, it had roll bounce on it. (laughs) (laughs) It was episode three, man. Come on. Yeah, it was. I started early with the crappy out of left field picks. Oh, my gosh. That was a... uh... Babysitter was a good first one. It though. was. You gotta, you gotta give me that. I, I'll give you that. Part two. Not where I was really hoping the podcast was gonna go on our third episode, but... You know, I mean, it, you gave it like a probably like a forty or something hey man, like that. You know, right? it, that's not that bad. It was time for a bow wow movie, and you picked it. <laughs> so this is Redemption Day. Jack had the Halloween episode last year and picked us, which we'd never seen before. In all fairness, it looked pretty good from the previews. It, the previews looked fucking rad, and I gave it a forty. I thought it had some redeeming qualities, but I thought the Hands Across America was one of the stupidest fucking twists of a movie I've ever. Yeah, no it. It is the stupidest fucking twist in a movie I've ever seen. It doesn't make any sense at all, even no. with, from what I picked up in the movie. I think you gave the movie a nine. You hated yeah. it, and you beat yourself up for because so long because I was of it. so upset because the Halloween episode needs to be 
a fucking awesome Halloween or just horror movie. I agree. So I, I was mad that I picked a bad movie, and I also felt duped because I thought it looked so good from the previews, and then I hated it as well. I hate the bait and switch. I hate when you watch a preview and you're like, that looks fucking kick-ass, and you go to see it and you're like, all the cool shit's in the previews. Instagram versus reality. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, let's not dilly-dally. Let's head on to the uh, spooky, scary lobby, shall we? Sure. All right, everybody, it's lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. Well, it's official. Vince and Jack got their votes on the other day. Yeah. Waited in uh, about a 45-minute line. Something like that. To go in there and uh, do our duty as citizens of these United States of America. It didn't go at all how I thought it would. I guess maybe it changed because of COVID, but I thought it was just going to be like a bunch of booths with like curtains. And you walk in and there's like, how like Survivor, <laughs> you take that weird pen and write it on the paper and put it in. And then kind of whisper into the camera I mean, who you voted for. Obviously, I didn't think it was going to be like that. But like, I thought you'd go in and do a paper, like grab one of them. You mm-hmm. check mark all the boxes and like put it in one of those like lock boxes with like, like a piggy bank, but for paper. So you really had no idea what it was going to be like? No. That's and I thought it was going to be like outside and you go into like a lot of those things. Has it been like that all the time, or at least since that technology has existed? No, I've been in polling places where there is the curtain. I think I think I've been in one where you like do checks, but for the longest time, it's been computerized. Look, I'll, I'll be real. I usually don't vote, and I know, I know. I, if I don't vote, I can't bitch about things. But that's my ultimate bitch by saying, you know what? Get somebody fucking worth voting for, and I'll go out and vote. <laughs> What finally got me into voting this year is not necessarily voting for somebody, although I feel really good about voting for somebody, but it's also my vote against somebody. Which is this year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that got me out of the house, and it also got me to be like, you better fucking register to vote, Jack. Yeah, I Before you become a felon and can't do it. Oh, they can't? I think in the state we live in, felons (laughs) are not allowed to vote. So, like, felony goes from, like, being caught with concentrated weed to like murder right yep (laughs) so it's like okay if they murdered somebody sure maybe they're not allowed to vote (laughs) that's so stupid well maybe a rule is that that's a fucking white-haired person it's the same rule that says you can't buy beer before noon on sundays (laughs) like i've i've gone (laughs) to the store before before a football game comes on and i put a 12 pack of beer in the cart i go up there i try to buy it they're like no I'm like, dude, it's like 11. What What do you mean no? Well, it's you can't buy it before 12 o'clock. I've never even questioned that until now. Like, I've always just been like, oh, it's just a thing, and then brushed it off. Yeah. I just now thought of, like, why the fuck does that exist? Is it, that a religious thing? It, it's a morality law. That's all, that's all that can be. Like, you can't fucking get your beer on before all the people get out of church to get their beer. I guess. I don't, I don't fucking know. It doesn't make any sense. It's 1147. Put my beer in a bag. And let me be on my way. Wait, and you said this was every day of the week? Sundays only. That's so stupid. Like, laws and stuff are supposed to be completely partial and just, like, laws instead of, like, re- like involving religious ties as well. 
Because then it's not fair to everybody. There's no way this doesn't have something to do with religion. It's <laughs> like, if you're not going to go yeah. to church, at least you heathens aren't going to be drinking while we're at church. I, I just don't get it. Like, people watch football. It comes on at <laughs> noon. They should be able to go get beer and have it at their house for when their friends show up to yeah. watch the 12 o'clock game. Don't fucking tell me what I can and can't do. I'm a grown-ass man. How about that? <laughs> I don't pull the grown-ass man card very much, but... You know what? I can make my own decisions. I choose not to go to church. I want to drink a beer and watch the game. Fuck you. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, we voted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't hear. I forgot about that. And uh, you know what? I uh, I urge you also to get out and do your civic duty and, and vote, unless you're going to vote for the person that I don't want to win. <laughs> All right, one more thing, and then we'll head to the podcast studio slash viewing room. And I hope that I'm not going to rain on your parade here. Okay. I think I know what you might be picking. Okay. Um, a certain movie just came out, and I know you know it came out, and I think it would be the perfect movie for you to say, <laughs> here's the horror movie, because it would be a horror movie for me. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Borat 2. It is not today's okay. pick. All right, well, thank God, because I, I do think that it should be a scary, uh, like a real scary yeah. horror movie. I think that would have been a stupid, shitty move. It would have been funny, though. It would have been funny, but it also goes against what Movie Mug and Halloween Spectacular is. Like, And y'all probably noticed, we haven't picked horror movies between our last Movie Mug and Halloween Spectacular and now. We save them. Yeah, and it's also like, I don't know, I, I, I want to pick like a really good one, and I feel like those are hard to come by. So, yeah, we got to save those. All right, you got anything else for uh, the lobby? You know I don't. All right, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack's going to unveil today's Halloween Spectacular Halloween Edition movie. Okay, so a couple things first. Since this Halloween Spectacular has just been awesome. It has been. Uh, Haunt was really good. Cabin in the Woods, I thought, and both of us thought was really good. Um, the Loved Ones. Loved Ones was, it wasn't, it was pretty good. Evil Dead. But it was just fucked up. The Evil Dead, that was fun to watch. Mm -hmm. This one has been our best so far. I mean, I honestly don't remember 90% of the stuff we picked last year. Mm -hmm. uh, or but, the year before that, really. <laughs> yeah, we didn't <laughs> exist. but We did in my mind. <laughs> I've been trying to get you to do it for two or three years, it felt like. No way. Felt like. Yeah, felt right. like. Carry you, on. You had delusions. Carry on. Uh, but this year... I'm not 100% confident that this will be the best movie we've picked this year because it's just been so good, like I said. Uh, but I'm still confident that it's a good one. All right. And, and as much as I've wanted to, I have not watched a, a trailer or any moments from it because this is also, this is the other thing. I've seen this once and a long time ago. That's uh, It's a very dangerous saying. Yeah, that, that's not a good uh, recipe. Yeah, so I'm a little bit worried only because I haven't seen it in so long. Otherwise, I'm pretty okay. Okay, so this movie came out in, prepare to be surprised, 1980. I already know what it is. Yeah, I figured you did. Mm -hmm. uh, Here's Johnny. <laughs> that's true, yeah. I mean, that that's another reason why I'm not that scared, because this is a classic. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this? Of course. How long ago? How long has it been? 
Oh, it's been a long fucking time. 80s. I have not seen it since the 80s. Because I'm pretty sure, I mean, everyone has probably seen this movie. It's one of those cult classics. Everyone knows the title. Everyone knows the scene. Great actor. It's a, yeah. Uh, And it's, I remember the first time I saw it, I was just dumbfounded after it ended. I was like, wow, why hadn't I seen this before? Uh, You like how fast I picked that out? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know things by years, Mm -hmm. literally. Ever since I can remember, there could be a movie on TV. Someone asks, when does this come out? And you have the remote, and you say, wait, let me guess. You'll be like, 1971. You'll hit the info button, 1971. Oh, when did when this song come out? When did this album come out? When did this happen? When did that happen? You, you just know. I'm fucking Rain Man. You're the year guy. So rated R, of course. Runtime of two hours, 22 minutes. Damn, I forgot it was that long. Pretty long. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, the, the slow descent into madness, mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes gave this an 84% while the audience gave it a 93%. IMDB rated this an 8.4 out of 10 stars. And I just thought of it. I'm going to need to start for movies that you'll know, like be- below the year 2000, maybe 1995 and below. I need to start doing the year last <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, w- I would have liked it for this to be a surprise, but. It's hard to conceal if I'm picking like a legendary kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth came out in 1980, also. So really, I mean, there's lots. But of why would I, why would I pick that? Because it's also a classic. The first it's Friday a classic, the 13th, but it's bad. <laughs> it, no, I I disagree. Was the last time you saw that? Okay, well, oh, I was, fair enough. But I was you know barely what? ten years old. Yeah, I'm, look. When I first saw that movie on cable TV, it scared the shit out and of me. And so did Halloween, and Halloween's not a scary movie I, I in the know, slightest. But I was trying to watch it during the day, and I remember my dad was outside mowing the yard, and one of the first kills, this lady falls down in the woods, and he just comes up behind her and like slits her neck. And I, fuck, I turned it off immediately. I was like, <laughs> oh, I can't do this. It took me a long time to watch that movie. Um, Mormon Mothers, uh, I even took non non like give away Mormon mother's things because I didn't want you to get it. Uh, tell us that a man is implied to have been an alcoholic and that there's 10 uses of fuck. <laughs> this movie is called Friday the 13th. <laughs> uh, the Shining. Yep, The Shining. I- I'm really excited. All right, you ready to do it? Yeah. All right, well, let's take a spooky movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 1980's The Shining. Yep. So this is one of those movies that after I get done watching it, I'm thinking, how the fuck are we going to do a podcast on that? But at the same time, who the fuck knows what we're going to do anyway? Yeah, that's true. So this movie is about a writer, Jack Nicholson. Well, Also named Jack in the movie. Yeah, so he plays Jack Torrance, which I always think is kind of weird when an actor plays a character that has the same name. Uh, I think it was probably coincidence because this was a book before. Yeah. So there's probably already Jack Torrance and Danny Torrance. But like Tony Danza, every single movie Tony Danza's in, his name is Tony. And I guarantee he's not in any movies that came from a book. There's no fucking way. The only thing I know him by is from uh, that one uh, Elton John song. Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. I don't even know what the guy looks like. I've just (laughs) heard that. Picture what you think a person named Tony Danza would look like, and I guarantee... He's from Jersey? It's right on the money. He is? Probably. (laughs) 
Probably. Uh, is he, he old? He has that accent. I mean, he's old now. I picture him to kind of look like he might be like a distant cousin of Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> he definitely has like black hair, but like grayish. And one of the sides has a white stripe. <laughs> Probably now. Probably. Uh, but also, he looks like he could be the love child of Sylvester Stallone and um, Tobey Maguire's boss in Spider-Man, who always smoking the cigar. And he's like, you serious? I mean, we need... You remember him? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he'd look like between those, but super jersey. But we need a female in there as well to kind of tie the whole package together. But, yeah. Because he's he, always with the female? No, no. Well, I mean, he does well with the ladies, at least in the in the movies. He probably did well with the ladies in real life, too. Yeah, he's a, if he has a name but, <laughs> as an actor. But so. you said the other day that there was somebody... I can't remember who you, who it was, but you were like, I, my, my guess is they can say the word meatball really well. <laughs> I don't, remember, I don't that remember either. You remember talking about it? Though, I remember right? saying that. I though. guarantee Tony Danza can say meatball better than whoever it was that you said could Fuck, say meatball wanna, really well. I want to like remember who that was. Uh, well, was you, that in? You might actually have to listen to one of our episodes to, in, to figure that out. In Lobby Time X? I don't know. I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't really. I don't have one either. But yeah, Tony Danza. Um, yeah, like literally every single movie or show hey. he's ever been in. I think he was in a show called Taxi, where his name was Tony. He was in a show called Who's the Boss, where his name was Tony. I don't know. Why Why does the name Tony Danza give away so much about I him? I don't know. It does, though. Because <laughs> I've never seen him, never heard him speak. His, he has the perfect name for him, <laughs> without a doubt. He, he, his like grandfather was in the mafia. Also named Tony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he comes from a long line of Tonys. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> That's, There's no doubt. That's funny. Oh, man. All right, well. Again, there's a guy named Jack, Jack Torrance in this, and he's a writer, and he has agreed to go to this really kick-ass Overlook Hotel in the middle of the mountains, and he's going to be caretaker all through the winter. For five months. Yeah, and there's nobody else there. Nobody. And they're pretty much locked in by a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's him, his wife, and his son. And they basically have the run of the place the whole time. And... There, there's the old lore that there was a murder that happened there, that a husband got cabin fever, one of the caretakers, and axed his daughters and his wife. And, and then blew his head off mm-hmm. in the bathtub. And it's just Jack Nicholson going down this steep descent into madness mm-hmm. while this hotel has got some haunting things going on. It's catering to his madness. It's yes. pushing him further and further and, and deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's... Insane. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely really insane. Cool. Uh, let's see what the internet has to say, because I know I didn't do a very good job. Hey, Metacritic gave this a 66. Okay. so I, I never used them, so I know they're not well, very film, big. Film stripping does, so that makes them legit. <laughs> yeah. Jack Torrance, played by Jack Nicholson, becomes a winter caretaker of the isolated Overlook Hotel in Colorado. Hoping to cure his writer's block, he settles in along with his wife, Wendy, played by Shelley Duvall, and his son, Danny, played by Danny Lloyd, who is plagued by psychic premonitions. As Jack's writing goes nowhere and Danny's visions become more disturbing, Jack discovers the hotel's dark secrets and begins to unravel into a homicidal maniac hell-bent on terrorizing his family. So Danny is also named Danny. Yeah. But his last name's Lloyd. He was a great actor. The other only kid actor I've ever known with the last name Lloyd. Oh, Jake? Is it is yes, Jake Lloyd? Jake Lloyd, who single-handedly ruined Star Wars. You, you like, I feel like wholeheartedly that you would go back in time and 
<laughs> like kill his mother Easy. before he was Easy. born. Like the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, Just, you go back in time to yep. prevent the yep. horrible... I've never even seen any of the Terminators. I just know that's yeah, just what Arnold's doing. Must kill Jake Lloyd. <laughs> He's yeah. not even. Born. Yeah, I got to go kill his mother. <laughs> yeah, be like, or well, either that or just like woo his mother so that the dad never gets in the picture uh-huh. and then suddenly disappear. Yep. And Gosh. <laughs> and just in case she falls for him in the future, you make him disappear too. You know, when they invent time machines, that's the first date I'm going to put in there. <laughs> the date of his birth. <laughs> so you can do well, the spank thing because they spank the babies and he accidentally goes out the window. I don't think they even smack the baby's ass anymore. I, I've, I've I been hope in the room they don't. For two births and neither one of you got spanked. <laughs> what is that supposed to do anyway? Turn on the doctor? <laughs> I hope. I fucking hope not. I don't really know. I guess you know. Back in the day, it had some uh, some reasoning behind it. Like maybe it was to get. I I don't know. Help them take their first breath. I guess so. And say fucking stop. Oh, his first words are right when he came out of my well, my vag. Welcome to the real world. We're gonna make it suck from the very beginning. <laughs> welcome to the family, son. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, we're gonna have to Google that though. And, I'm, and talk not, about I'm not googling. Why do doctors spank babies' butts? You know, lots of things have changed. Dads used to not have to go in there. They used to just be able to pace and smoke cigarettes out in the Sounds lobby. Sounds fucking great to me. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, you don't. You didn't have to go in there. It's just you probably would have been a s- single, <laughs> and then I probably wouldn't have been born. I had to go in there. You stood by her head, right? Not the first time. Yeah, you made that mistake, and then you didn't make it with me. <laughs> I'm not watching that. I'm not no. watching the fucking... I'm not watching a great rift split down the middle of my wife. I'm not trying to see her vag and butthole become one. The miracle of life is gross. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a miracle, and then you see it, and you're like, But it's... Ew. You don't look at that and go, oh, what a miracle. You look Stop. at that and go, good Lord. The only reason it's called a miracle in my eyes is because it doesn't make any fucking sense. No. How can just goo turn into or one winner in amongst the fucking however million, many millions or thousands or whatever become an, a person? <laughs> I started off as a microscopic tadpole. You started out from my balls. <laughs> yeah, why'd you have to evict me? <laughs> you wish you were still in my balls? Is that what you're it trying to say? It was a joke. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess I could do this podcast with just me and my balls. <laughs> <laughs> just rub them on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I'm supposed to be talking. Or, or or my balls could talk like Danny's finger in this movie. Tony. He had his friend Tony. <laughs> Tony Danza was his friend. Oh, hey. <laughs> Full circle, Full baby. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah, my balls could talk. <laughs> I, I think I know what the opening oh, is. If my balls could talk. I think I know what the opening is. So this movie, from the very beginning, puts you in the mood that you're going to stay in for the entire time. That's very true. It, it, it's like this aerial shot, which fucking the cinematography in this, and the angles, and just, it was beautiful. I think the best in any movie I've ever seen. It's amazing. But you're, you're kind of flying over the landscape, following this car, and the music is just eerie. Ominous. It, it just sets the tone for the whole movie, and you're never comfortable at all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Never. Even when it's just like you're chilling and there's just dialogue going mm-hmm. between two characters, even the beginning when no one is insane, 
it's still just there's something just so ever so slightly off. Yeah, about yeah. everyone talking to each other and just uh, literally everything, mm-hmm. and it's just fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's really really cool. So they're the only three in this huge fucking hotel. This massive. And part of me thinks that would really be kick ass, and another part of me thinks it'd be fucking scary. I mean, even it'd be both at once. Yeah, it would be super cool because. I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You're never going to be in a place that big alone, ever. And especially a place that big and, like, magnificent-looking, and it's old and it has, like, a cool history or whatever, except for the part where the dude kills his daughter's wife right. and himself. Like, something so enticing about just, like, trying to sprint down a hotel hallway between all the rooms. I don't know what it is, but that's, like, one of the most inviting places to run. You do that, you could big wheel. That was sick. Dude, I would fucking big wheel through a hotel right now. Me too. Like we talked about, if we had adult-sized big wheels, which they do have, but they're like thousands of dollars. Why? Aren't like kid big wheels like, well, they're, like 30 bucks? They're, they're plastic though. These, plastic is not expensive. The, the oh. adult big wheels are not plastic. Oh, so, come on. Why? I know. Fucking, I'll Just tell you, Just make a little bit more load-bearing plastic. The adult ones, and boom, you got a cool toy. Big wheels were a big part of my upbringing. And I never had one. You you remember where my parents used to live? Yeah. Do you remember the next door neighbor, how long their driveway was? No. I remember what their house looked like, none of the neighbors, and just the street. Like, I remember the backyard. And I was always jealous when you told me all your stories from when you did there. Because there wasn't a, there, there didn't used to be a fence, right? No, there was always a fence. Oh, but, but you yeah. But you just jump just, over the fence and there's woods. Yeah, just woods forever. And you just caught cotton mouths and shit. I'm glad you never got bit. I brought home some stuff. That would have been fucking bad. But yeah, the the driveway next door was very perfectly conducive for big wheel riding. And me and my friends used to ride our big wheel in that driveway all the time. Did you all know the people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dude, back in the 70s. Well, yeah, next door neighbors, best friends. You, you fucking know. knew everybody on your street. I, I couldn't. I now feel... I try to avoid everybody on my street. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm antisocial like that. I, I would feel so awkward if I was just like using a neighbor's driveway. Like that's like something I feel like is like, mm-hmm. n- why would you ever do that? It seems so not normal now. And I don't know if it's just the street I live on. Because I'm just not friends with the neighbors. If you're friends with the neighbors, it's one thing. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, if the neighbors were in my driveway, I feel like I'd be looking out the window being like, You're already a grumpy old man at 19. (laughs) Come out with a rifle and say, get off my lawn. Wow, I'm Clint Eastwood, Mm. but younger. So you pointed out early on, and I hadn't even really noticed, all... Whenever people are moving in this, the way the camera follows them, it, it might be behind them, following them perfect, or it might be in front of them as they're walking toward the camera and the camera's backing up with them. And they're the one take shots. Mm-hmm. They're not, there's not a whole just fuckload of cuts in this movie. So great. Like there's part where it's kind of far away from them and they're walking, uh, like the guy is showing them around the hotel on the the final day it's open, so everyone's packing up, everyone's cleaning, and... The camera is on the other side of this like big lobby room and it's like following them and it's like getting interrupted by like part of this wall that had a bunch of pictures on it and then a like a pillar and then a staircase where a guy's like walking down with stuff and people are vacuuming and then they end up walking down towards it 
and the camera just meets them there. Just picks right back up it's with them. Just perfect. It really, really is. This this movie is filmed under masterfully. Yeah. It's really put together really, really well. And all the big wheel shots are also the one take, mm-hmm. and he's going around all these corners, and creepy music is playing, and you never know what corner is actually going to have the two little murdered girls are going to pop up. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I thought that was a really cool part when he is big wheeling, and he turns the corner, and the two girls are there, and they're like, hey, Danny, come play with us forever. No. And then his vision is, like, flashing, and it's showing them, like, all bloody and dead mm-hmm. in that same hallway. And he's like, I love his expressions for when he's like shocked or scared or. He was phenomenal. He really was. Like he was six in this. I think you yeah, saw. Yeah, he was when, six years old. It. And he was picked because of his ability to concentrate for longer periods of time. He was amazing. Like when I'm watching this, I'm thinking, okay, fucking bucket of chicken. Th- this guy is phenomenal. But oh, then not it's me. Like, then it's like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. But it's extremely impressive. The three main characters were all great actors. And, and I was actresses. never a huge fan of Shelley Duvall. She's not my favorite olive oil actress. She was great in olive oil. I think that's the <laughs> that's the role she was born to play because <laughs> she's perfect olive oil. She was great in this also. Just so you know, I have not seen that movie all the way through. It's hard because it's a musical. <laughs> Popeye's a musical. I did not and, know that. And some I of the, the songs, cartoons weren't a musical. I know, I know. Why? I don't know, but Robin, I mean, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. yeah, that's cool, but... And some of the songs... <laughs> He's got the arm hair, too. <laughs> the songs are atrocious. I was going to say, if Popeye is singing anything, I'm pretty sure it's going to be bad. But they get stuck in your head. It's kind of like Grease 2, which I know you haven't seen either. I, I haven't seen either of Those them. Those songs are terrible, and they get stuck in your head as well. <laughs> So I'm I'm thankful that uh, The Shining doesn't have any songs. Did they cast Pluto good? Because one of my friends, he grew out his beard. Pluto? Bluno. Bluto. Okay. Brutus, a.k.a. Bluto. I didn't grow up on the Popeye anyway. And I did. And I've seen just like, I've seen enough of it to know he gets his spinach, mm-hmm. he fucking rips heads off. And he's strong to the finish. <laughs> Is that what he says? Strong to the finish, because I eats me spinach. And he's got the anchor tattoo. He's Popeye mm-hmm. the Sailor Man. I've seen plenty of the, the cartoons, I mean, many, many years ago. Couldn't play that anymore because he smokes a pipe. They, they, that's they, why they don't play it anymore? Uh, probably. Because I'm sure it could get airtime on somewhere, maybe Fucking like Boomerang or... Snowflake Kids. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, switching gears back from Olive Oil to Shelley Duvall. She fucking knocked it out of the park in this, too. Yeah, the, she The did. part where he's beating down the door with an axe. The classic. And and she's just kind of huddled in the corner with the knife trying to figure out what the hell she's going to do. And every time he hits it with the axe, she's screaming. Her anguish. And yeah. she has her sad slash super scared emotions perfect. Yeah. It was, it was hard, though, because she's so submissive. And Jack it's, Nicholson yeah. ran all over her. And the way he talked to her when he was just cussing so at her because disrespectful. she walked in on him writing. But man. that was because he started getting... He, I don't think he would have done that, but he started getting fucked up. I mean... It was so hard to watch that. I know. So that, hard to watch. And the fact that the entire movie, he's been writing this novel or whatever, and then she finds the pages. And there's like this m- a massive stack. like, But it was all just different, different formats of 
all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Mm-hmm. And just all these different formats, like they're like different stanzas and some pages it was just straight on, no spaces. And I thought it was really cool that they did the little touches like that. And especially the last page that was still in the typewriter, like all of them started off perfectly. And then it started to be like where there's some missing letters and some had like capitals where they weren't supposed to be, no spaces. And that was such a tiny detail, but I thought it it makes them seem more mad. Or not mad as in angry, but mad as in insane. Yeah, this was really, really fun watching him descend into madness, and I couldn't help but think Arthur Fleck. Yeah, and just comparing the two, and and watching them both delve into darkness, that's a fun thing to watch. It is. It kind of sounds fucked up, but it's very fun to watch. (laughs) And before you even said uh, Arthur Fleck, I was thinking about that, and I was like. This movie is really the only movie I've seen that I can compare to that same kind of just such a weird, unique vibe, I guess you would say, throughout the entire movie. And they portray madness, mental illness. They're almost interchangeable at some points perfectly. I think they are on a whole nother level on portraying that kind of mental effect. It was fun to watch, and it was fun thinking about the two of them. Yeah. And, and how fun movies are like that to watch. And comparing the two actors, Joaquin Phoenix, he did a great job of doing facial expressions and his mannerisms and the way he moved and just how he's so believable to be this poor, mentally ill person. And then Jack Nicholson, his facial expressions and movements and the way he start, he's talking and... I don't know. His facial expressions were just magnificent. <laughs> and and he, he sometimes he would talk a little bit sing-songy. Mm-hmm. And it, it showed this part where... So Shelley Duvall, she knocks him in the head with the bat, knocks him out, drags him to the pantry where you can't get out if you're locked in. And he's at the door, and he's like talking to her. He's like, I'm going to get out of here. Like He sounds really angry. Then he hears her... like She's like sobbing out there. And so then... Like, there's this crazy camera angle. Like, he's leaning against the door, so his face is looking down. The camera's down below looking at his face, and you you can see the gears turning, and then he starts looking sad, and he's like, you hit me really good. I think I need a doctor. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's like, I'm going to go now. And he's like, I don't know. He just starts sounding angry again. But you can see how manipulative and... I know this is a little bit early because we're not at this segment yet, but I've known from the very, like, almost the very beginning, he's Bucket of Chicken, man. He's one of the greatest actors I've ever seen. <laughs> this is the same kind of shock or same sense of awe, maybe, of when I saw Joker and Joaquin Phoenix's performance. These guys go hand in hand with their performances in these two movies. What else have you seen him in? Jack Nicholson? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Really? Yeah. Because I I loved, he was just perfect, man. And he did everything right. And it was so convincing. Yeah, this was a great performance. This is not his best performance, in my opinion. There's some other movies out there that he is just fantastic in as well. He's got at least two Academy Awards for for Best Actor. It said he has uh, three Academy Awards in his bio on Prime. Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that I think he just becomes the character and he memorizes those lines or he ad-libs those lines. He is just so fucking good. I think there's a lot of actors out there that can they, they'll do a little bit, 
and then they have to cut, and then they have to go read their lines again. Yeah. You know, you know, some people find the one thing that they were meant to do. You know, LeBron James playing basketball, Jack Nicholson being an actor. I haven't found mine yet. You know, <laughs> I, I, I might be the world's greatest trombonist, but I'll never know because I'll, I'm never going to pick up a trombone. Maybe so, a rusty trombonist. How the fuck did I know that was coming? <laughs> He's fucking amazing. But but I will say, Danny was was a fucking candidate for sure. Yeah. Um, if if you have Best actor bucket of chicken and best supporting actor bucket of chicken. That little kid, man. And he, it was he was awesome. fan fucking tastic. In my head, it was Jack Nicholson bucket of chicken, Shelley Duvall runner up. But I think it's I don't pay as much attention to kids. Like yeah, he was awesome, but like I just don't think about it very much. And also at the same time, he really had to talk a tiny bit and make faces but but when he he when he did it was very convincing and his body language when he's running through the maze mm -hmm. was really really good and i'm not trying to take away credit or anything but it's just i i tend to think of the adults before i think of the kids as nominations well and the reason that i see it a little bit different is i don't expect a whole lot out of kids this young i expect them That's to be true. you know not as polished obviously and i expect you know, some of their lines to be kind of, I mean, it's, it's obvious. They just told them, hey, say this line. All right, action. And then they say the line, and it sounds unrehearsed or whatever. Yeah. This kid acted like a veteran. He acted like like there was an adult that got put into his body True. and acted for him. I just, I didn't see any weaknesses. I just thought, this kid's fucking phenomenal. He's six years old, and he's That's fucking doing that. Thing. He's doing that in a movie like this. I, I was blown away by that kid. I think blown away. the fact that he was six makes it even more impressive. I wonder how old he was when he finally got to watch the movie, though. Yeah. Because, you know, there's there's no fucking way that he went to the premiere and sat there and watched that at six or seven years yeah. old or however I'd old he was when the this came shit out. out of him. Yeah. Or maybe it wouldn't. Maybe he's really as creepy as he was in <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Because he was a creepy little kid. And yeah, he had he that. Was. He had that imaginary friend Tony that he moved his finger when he talked like this. Yeah, I think the scariest part about him was the bowl cut. No, he was rocking that seventies look. Yeah, he early eighties. It the bowl cut was good until the Lawrences came around. They ruined it. I don't know who they are. And thank your lucky stars, you don't. Yeah. So in the end, Jack Nicholson is completely crazy, and he decides, you know what? It's time to kill my family with an axe. He tries to get in. He can't open the door, so he starts beating down the door with an axe. He gets in, and he said, Wendy, I'm home. That was so funny. They've, they've already run into a different room, the bathroom, and Mom's pushed Danny out the window, and she's trying to get out, and then he just starts busting down that door as well. And then with the, here's Johnny. The most famous line of probably any movie in the 80s, him sticking his head through the crack in the door and saying, here's Johnny. I would say definitely... Maybe even top five or top ten most well-known quotes of any movie ever. Like movie moment. Right? Either top five or top ten for sure, because everyone knows that. Everyone has seen at least that clip, whether they're younger than me and haven't even seen the movie. It's been in memes, so... Do you know where Here's Johnny came from? No. So there was a show called The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Is Johnny? No, I was thinking... What was that Carson guy who did the, like... That was Carson Daly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the one I thought you were talking about him. Okay, People Johnny say Carson. that he's my doppelganger. Wow. Back back before he got chubby. <laughs> I was told I look like a cross between him and Ryan Reynolds. 
Not no. quite. <laughs> I mean, not. I would say not quite. I think those people are being nice. Like, uh, I don't tell them to call me Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but yeah, because they're just being nice. What? Like, hey, he, he shares 0.1% of DNA with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I'd love it if he <laughs> shared his DNA with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, was, I, I must look a little bit like him because I've been told that by more than a handful of people. Okay, so once was probably, what's it called? One of my sister's old friends. Her mom called you delicious to Olivia. <laughs> yes. Her was, she probably said it once. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw up yeah. about that one. Your husband is delicious. I hope she means delicious as in like, I used to use delicious as an adjective for anything. Like I could, I could have described a movie as delicious. I hope she was saying that and not literally meaning like dick suck. I'm pretty sure she wasn't meaning that. I really hope she wasn't. I'll meaning tell you what, that. if if because I would punch her in the face if she's meaning that. If one of my friends <laughs> said, "Dude, your wife is delicious," I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of I'm here!" I'm fucking Are grab the back of your head, lock my fingers around the back of your head, and yeah. introduce you to my fucking knee. Right? You don't <laughs> do that. Off. You don't. That do was that. such a weird thing to say. She's married too. Or did she say I was luscious? I'm pretty sure the story went delicious. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll luscious have to. would have been a little bit more easy to take in, but delicious. I'm, I mean, I'm both. You've been married to mom at that point for probably like like 20 years, 15 years, between 15 and 20 years. So that's like... Well, that doesn't affect I mean, my deliciousness. <laughs> it sure fucking does. <laughs> does not. You know what? We'll have to ask Olivia during the next Lobby Time X when we invite her up. All right, so the way it ends is... Um, Jack is completely crazy and wants to kill his family. Yeah, he goes outside and starts chasing Danny through a huge fucking hedge maze, like the 13-foot hedges, and it's cold and there's snow. Yeah, and they're not dressed for it. No. And thank God Shelly and Danny went through that earlier because he remembered. And so he was running through it. Uh, His dad's chasing him through with an axe. Um, He fucked up his ankle. Uh, whenever Shelly Duvall hit him in the head with a bat, he fell down some stairs, I guess, sprained it maybe. So he's like limping, and he had already descended so far into madness. But in in the hedge maze, he went even further. Uh, I don't, just screaming. Yeah, because he's just like madman yodeling, but not actually yodeling. But like he's not forming coherent sentences or even words. At first it was just like, Daddy. Yeah. And then it was just like, <laughs> Pretty much. And he's just hobbling with the axe, chasing his footsteps. And then Danny, super smart, he starts walking like really slowly backwards, making the prince good because he knew he had a bunch of ground on his dad. Then he hid. His dad went the wrong way. Danny sprinted out the exit, found mom. Dad they, froze to death. Yeah, yeah, dad froze to death. They left the end. And look, there was some other supernatural shit going on in there. We're not even going to fucking get into that. Yeah. It was really weird. Some parts of it were hard to follow. No, not really hard to follow, but hard to figure out what was the meaning of it because there were like multiple in my head for a lot of them. But the very ending, the camera zooming into a picture um, from 1921 where Jack Nicholson is in the picture for the Overlook Hotel. And earlier uh, he was talking to a ghost and the ghost was like, you've always been the fucking hotel keeper here. And it, it was cooler to just think that there's like a curse on the place. Yeah. I'm sure if I read the book, I'd understand it a lot better because it wouldn't just put in like parentheses between asterisks or whatever. 
camera zooms in on picture of him from 1921 being there, it would explain something a little bit more. And it wasn't one of those holy shit yeah. moments. It was like, uh, okay. It, it didn't seem like it really fit. It didn't really add anything. It, it, for sure. it didn't add anything at all. I don't know. It was weird though. Mm-hmm. Um, Hot naked woman in it though. Yeah, briefly. <laughs> Too briefly. Yeah, there was a uh, a tall model looking naked woman in there, um, full frontal. Yeah, but she quickly descended. Also, I got to enjoy that afro. I'm not talking about her head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then all of a sudden she turned into <laughs> like an old lady with like her skin falling off. I'm pretty sure that was the wife. That was your bucket of chicken until until <laughs> no. her, her loose skin started falling off and. I did remember, so funny bit from me watching this the first time in my room in the dark. With your prison pocket pussy. <laughs> no. I was just watching the movie one night. But yeah, I see the naked lady and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then. Hand goes in your pants and you're like, all right, no. here we go. I'm getting ready to pause. No. Oh. I was not taking a movie mug and pause. For oh, that I was moment. thinking about the first time I saw it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, I got baited. Because mm-hmm. then she turns into like the fat old lady and it keeps showing her nasty old lady boobs. And I, I wasn't there for that. I was not ready for that. I mean, one, I got completely caught off guard by like the younger naked lady and I was like, oh, cool. And, and it's just like, well, I'm like, all right, cool. It just turns her into. It wasn't just old an naked old lady, lady, though. It was she was a, like a decaying. She's like yeah. a multi-month-long decayed corpse. Because one day you will have a naked old lady that you're married to, and you're gonna have no. to be you're gonna have to be down with that. <laughs> no, I'd be like one of those like movie stars who's like 80 years old and still has like a 20 year old wife. I'm gonna be one of those guys who goes out when he's like. 75 years old because the Viagra went to my heart <laughs> and I die on top of my wife. You know, in a horrible fashion. Listening to those Viagra commercials, they they say consult your doctors see if you're healthy enough for sex. I I'm never fucking doing that. I'm always healthy enough I for know. sex. You know, and even if I'm not healthy enough for sex, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway. So I don't need somebody telling me, you know, I'm sorry Vince, but uh <laughs> your dick is <laughs> I don't think you're healthy enough for sex. It's shriveled beyond belief at I, this I point. I don't think it has anything to do with your dick. I think it's it has like, to do with like your cold. heart or something like that. Like your heart can't take your it. Your heart rate. Yeah. They're not going to look at your dick and say, I don't think you're healthy enough for sex. That's that's <laughs> something else. That's something else altogether. Yeah. Because that's what Viagra's for. It's to make your dick hard forever. Right. Well, no, if it lasts more than three hours, you're supposed to go to an ER. Yeah. It's called priapism. No, I think that's something else. No. Oh, what is it when your butthole turns inside out? <laughs> that's... A- a prolapse, Dad. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's an anal prolapse. Okay. What is a polyps? Because Poly- I remember when I was young, you told me what it was, and like I was asking what it was, and you told me it's some kind of growth in your colon. But you were saying it like it was something like really nasty and funny. Well, if it's in your colon, it probably <laughs> is both. And so I was. There's a game, Gears of War three. There's an enemy called the polyps, and I was like, I always was like, hey, even though I didn't remember what polyps was. All right, uh, favorite parts. Fuck, that's one thing I really didn't think about at all. Um, something that was really crazy. One of the guys who works at the hotel is Scatman, is his real name somehow. Uh, but he was a cook. He also has the premonition, psychic premonitions. Is that's what they call the shine? And so he's talking to Danny about it one on one in the very beginning. 
I guess Danny somehow like calls out to him once like it's only them three at the hotel and Scatman is like like seizing out in his bed and he realizes I gotta go. And so he he shows up as soon as the, the here's Johnny moment happens. So then Jack Nicholson leaves her alone and goes down to the lobby. And of course you know he's gotta die. Scatman's definitely gonna die. No one's died the entire fucking movie. And of course, he arrives at literally the worst time possible. Do we know that he died, though? I mean, it's highly probable. And then the fact that they just left him there, I would say most likely dead. So yes, he he got an axe to the heart, by the way. Uh, a fire axe swung hard as shit. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so he's walking down the main lobby hall. Jack Nicholson lets out this crazy, like this crazed maniac, like roar. And then lets it rip straight into his chest, and that's not my favorite part. I can't really think. I know. Of this. I was I, thinking, what are we I, doing here? But I just thought that was a, a really cool moment because it was like a regular person probably wouldn't have done that lion roar. Like I just thought that was like just like such an insane thing to do. I don't know. It's just he was animalistic in that moment, which I thought was cool. Um, I, I can't really think of one. I mean, just. All of the camera work parts, which was the entire fucking movie, all the parts where someone was showing great emotion that they're not actually feeling in real life, just pretty much everything. I can't nail one single part down, and I really did like the chase scene in the snowy hedge maze. Uh, that was really cool because it was at night, and there was just a faint glow of the like courtyard lights lighting everything up and some lights in the the maze. I don't know. It's... I, I just can't nail one down. The whole thing was pretty much a pleasure to watch. That is tough. I I just, I really, really, I really enjoyed the whole breaking down the doors with an axe and his lines. It just shows how far gone he is yeah, but, to be doing that to but, your own family. But but it's like the one-liners that, that happened so much in the 80s. Just the, honey, I'm home, and mm-hmm. then the, here's Johnny. But they fucking worked, and they weren't the cheesy one-liners. And just so... Busting down those doors and the angle where the axe is coming through the door and Shelly Duvall is just standing there. Just that whole that whole sequence from him beating down the front door into chopping up the second door with Shelly Duvall screaming. I just thought, man, that's so intense. Famous for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's that's my favorite part. All right. Bucket of chicken. Jack Nicholson. I mean, the kid is... The kid is so close. Shelley Duvall is also really close. They're both really great runner-ups, but Jack Nicholson is above them both to me. Let me ask you this, though. The cinematography, the way it was filmed... I can't, man. And, That's, and the uh, music, all of that together... It's so easy to give it to the actor. and I mean, they, I mean, They're all deserving. I fucking can't argue with I it. I wish all the people in the credits could share one massive bucket of chicken. I mean, that would just be great, but... It's not how the world works because yeah. I do this podcast with fucking you. Yeah. I and mean, I, I would do that or I'd be like, we, they can all have gravy and a drumstick. We don't have the budget. But you'd be like, nah, nah. We don't have the budget. <laughs> Fine. All right. Who's yours go to? I mean, I guess you can't not give it to him. Basically. All right. I'll give mine to Jack Nicholson also. I'm a little bit disappointed to see that he's aged like Chevy Chase. No. Chevy Chase aged way worse. Yeah. He used to be like a pretty like strapping young lad. Mm. Except for the butt chin. He needs to lose the butt chin. No, I would (laughs) never say that Chevy Chase was a strapped young man. I didn't say he was strapped. 
Strapping. Strapping. Okay. He could to be strapped and to be strapping is <laughs> two completely different. Strapped with a gat. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I just remember him not looking bad. He seemed like a cool dude. I think where he looked the best was probably probably Caddyshack. I've never seen that. Well, one. and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play Caddyshack because you know on, it's on bad now. Bugging. I I loved that movie when I was a teenager. It was so funny and so good, and I've watched it as an adult, and I've been like, no. I mean, it's a movie centered around golf. How could it be good? It was good. I mean, ha- Happy Gilmore was good, but I'm sure if I watched that now, I'd be like, holy fuck. I hate this movie. I feel like that's how most Adam Sandler movies probably are. You could watch them as a, a young kid and love them because they're also that kind of comedy that you're not really allowed to see yet, but it's basically still allowed to see. Like Happy Gilmore is on the line, you know? Oh, it's all eighth grade comedy. I know. Just Adam Sandler goes, I could have watched him all day when I was younger, and now it's like, come on, dude. I've still yet to see Uncut Gems, though, so... I've heard great things about it. I've also Me heard too. it's a really uncomfortable movie to watch. And I don't usually... In what way? I don't know. I've just heard <laughs> that it's an uncomfortable movie to watch, and I don't typically want to sign myself up for uncomfortable movies to watch. I mean, uh, I guess I'm the king of signing you up to watch uncomfortable movies, so maybe I'll do that one. Yeah, you know, Adam Sandler... I mean, I'll admit it. I like some of his movies still. Me too. I really don't know if I would hate Happy Gilmore or like it. I hate a lot of his movies too, though. <laughs> like Jack and Jill. Billy Madison, Jack and Jill. I never saw Click. I never saw Click either. Bedtime. I remember Bedtime Stories you know being what? good. There is a new podcast out there. They're called The Sandler Pit. And <laughs> they just do, uh, they do Adam Sandler movies. Their first one, they did Jack and Jill. What a way to start, I know. man. I don't know why you want to start off with a kick in the balls like that. But. I mean, they're going to, they made a podcast centered around being kicked in the balls. I know. So. But they just, like, you know what? Let's fucking get it over with. And then they did 50 First Dates next. That's which, a good movie, though. Not bad. That's actually a good movie. Another Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler, which. Uh, that was Wedding Singer, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of works. Yeah. I could see them as a couple. I could, too. But shout out to our new friends over there at the Sandler Pit. And uh, welcome to. Podcasting world. Yep. All right, score time. Do you, man? First twenty five thirty minutes is a hundred. For whatever, I just I can't I can't give this one hundred. I can't give it a B either though. Um, I think I'm gonna have to give this movie ninety six. I, I ninety six just always sounds right when you watch a good movie. Okay, I'm even ninety. See, I, I was even ninety for a little bit, and I was like. You know what? I can't let the end retract too much on this movie because it wasn't as shitty as Gladiator. So yeah, I, I I had to bump it back up to ninety six. It goes high. Yeah, I hadn't seen this movie in a long, long time, and I was into it the whole time. Like I just I, it's one of those movies. Once you're in, you're in. That's and, very true. And you can't get out until it's over, type thing. And I don't know. I I, I enjoyed it from start to finish. I enjoyed the feel, just uneasy, and just eerie. The acting was great. The filming was great. The The soundtrack and noises were great. Um, the story was pretty great. I, I would say it's really good. Mm-hmm. But the big question burning on everyone's mind, including mine, am I redeemed? I think so. I would hope I, I'm redeemed. You gave yourself a harder time than, than I did. So, you know, you hadn't seen it before. We both thought it looked cool. Yeah, that does make a difference. Shit happens. I, it, it wasn't like Saw where I was like, dude, I fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. And then it was <laughs> it was horrible. All right, got anything else? Nope. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to Movie Muggin Halloween Spectacular, episode number 10, the Halloween version of Movie Muggin Halloween Spectacular. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even follow you there. If you'd like to keep up with us, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to send us an email, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. And we'll see you next year with next year's edition of... Oh, take it, man. You got it. Close this out. <laughs> Movie Muggin Halloween Spectacular. Movie Muggin Halloween Spectacular. Movie Muggin Halloween Spectacular. Well, I mean, we know my sister doo-doos.